0: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the AfriCast. Uh, my name is Brendan Lotz and joining me as always is Glintz Matos. Yeah, hello again everybody. And Robert Chetty. Howdy. Uh, how are you guys doing this week? Lots of load shedding about. Have you guys been uh, affected by it much?
1: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just announce it. It's load it's stage two for the whole week. I, I hate this uh, loosey-goosey... Oh, it's today and then it's again and it's, I hate that. Um... Yeah, it's been really irritating. Petrol's going up in price to fill up the generator. It's more expensive. Just a bad time overall. Yeah, and yourself, Robin?
2: Yeah, luckily on my side of the world, not too bad. Um, but yeah, it comes it comes in waves, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, as Trivium would say, in waves. Very, uh, very niche joke there. Let's get to uh, some some news for the week. Clinton, you've got some news about love, yes. death, and robots. Yes, however you, you write that uh, series, I don't know how you write it
1: anyway, that's just a, a stylized thing. Uh, season 3 is coming out, it will be on the 20th of May on Netflix only, which is at the time of this recording, just a week away. And it looks really cool, I was watching the trailer and I wrote down my thoughts about the trailer and you can find a link to that and all the stories we mention in the post. And while I was watching it, I was thinking, hey this looks like that, or this looks like that, and this looks like that, um... I don't know if it's just me, but I I found that I was uh, comparing these nine um, stories that we got to existing media and, you know, media, what's that quote? Media is a broth. You know, people put stuff in, people take stuff out all the time. But I I found myself looking Mm -hmm. at all of this and thinking... That looks like that, that looks like that. And it's really interesting that uh, you can see the inspirations in all of this so well. And I don't want to go through all nine. I just want to mention one or two really quick. Um, my favorite from them is called Night of the Mini Dead, which basically looks like a stop-motion uh, story that is also tilt-shifted. So tilt-shift photography is one of those techniques where if I if I say the, the phrase shift tilt-shift photography, you won't really know what that is but then you'll see a picture and you'll say oh yeah i know what that is i've seen that all the time so just check out the story and you can click on the links and there's um, pictures and a, an explanation of what tilt shift is and that's the one i'm most excited about um the other one is kill team kill which is looks like a more traditional 2d animation that's kind of a mix between there was a launch trailer for the south african game bro force a while back and kind of a saturday sunday morning cartoon that one i'm really excited for and um the only uh, the other one i also wanted to mention is called Jabaro i'm sure i'm not pronouncing that right because it's it's probably not in english but uh, out of all the the stories we saw in the trailer it looks like the most realistic and i know the point of love death and robots isn't to be realistic but it's nice to see something that is more realistic in um, these things. And again, we only got a few, like a minute or so of each one. Um, but this one really reminds me of the movie Apocalypto. So uh, have you guys seen the other two seasons of the show? I think we did talk about season two a few years back. Um, but just as a reminder, have you guys seen the first two seasons? Are you fans?
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, first two I mean, so volumes were great in my opinion. And um, I think we kind of mentioned we were discussing... Uh, I guess the state of Netflix and it's kind of the uh, inconsistency of of its content in general (laughs) but I think Love, Death Drop is probably one of those series um, or one of those, I guess, properties that I hope that they keep for a long time because it's kind of great to highlight uh, lesser known animation studios and just kind of it's a great canvas for having like weird and wonderful ideas uh, which I really appreciate as well
1: New Brennan, have you seen it? Ah, uh, no. no. Well, well, we should get to it, because I've seen the first season, I saw it as it came out, and I really liked it, and then the second season just completely went over my head, I didn't even know one was out, so um, I've still got a week, can watch like one every day, because I think the second, the first season had a lot of episodes, and then the second one had much less, so I think I can get through the second season pretty quick, and the great thing about this is that you don't need to go back and watch the first season because all of these stories are standalone so check out love and love death and robots i want to say love and death and robots uh volume three or season three whatever you want to call it it will be out on the 20th of may only on netflix and that is next week
0: awesome robin uh you got some news about facebook being sued in kenya of all places
2: What's going on there? Yeah, that's right. Um, So as we all know, uh, being a moderator for a social media platform is perhaps one of the worst professions you can get involved with. Um, I'm sure the pay has to be quite good because they put people through the ringer. uh, Just having to watch a a lot of the time, a lot of disturbing content um, Mm. and that can really take a toll on you mentally, uh, physically as well. So um, uh, moderators have come, come back into the spotlight again. Facebook has been... Uh, I guess, has gotten in trouble or has been cited for its treatment of moderators in the past. And this lawsuit uh, it kind of focuses on that as well. So it involves Facebook, uh, also referred to as Meta, during the lawsuit. And one of its San Francisco-based subcontractors called SAMA. They essentially hire the moderators on behalf of Facebook to to look at their content and f- if it is flagged to kind of see whether or not it should be removed. Um, and the lawsuit is headed up by one man, Daniel Matung, who uh, was initially uh, contracted by Summer to work as a moderator and was there at the company for six months um, and then was let go. Uh, part of the reason why he was let go was because he was trying to start up a union. And as we know, big tech firms do not like unions at all. Um, but that isn't really the reason of the lawsuit. The lawsuit is... Focusing more on the exploitative practices and unsafe conditions for moderators in Kenya, um, he 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 makes a lot of allegations uh, in this lawsuit. Uh, we've mentioned obviously the working conditions, um, the I guess the intensity and the disturbing nature of content that these moderators have to look at. Uh, speaking anecdotally, uh, Matung said that he had to. Uh, see a beheading video. One of the, one of the first videos videos that he saw as a moderator for Facebook was a beheading video. And obviously that's, that's not really something you want to deal with on the first day of the job or perhaps any day on the job. So, um, he's heading up this lawsuit, uh, at the time of writing, it it's not essentially very clear as to what's going to come of it, whether it actually sees time in court or not. Um, but Facebook did issue a statement. It's Nairobi office issued a statement, uh, after this report came out via the Washington Post, they said that uh, uh, it ensures that its partners, uh, in this case, Summer, uh, to provide industry-leading pay benefits, and support. Um, according to Matung's lawsuit, that doesn't doesn't seem to be the case. Um, Facebook, or rather, summer does employ uh, counselors, and the counselors did suggest that uh, moderators have more time throughout the day to have, I guess, essentially breaks. Uh, They call them wellness breaks. Um, And it was kind of uh, pretty much dismissed from Summer and from Meta. So they weren't really too keen on the idea. Um, I can understand it, given how much content they have to moderate each day. But at the same time, uh, we already know about the kind of mental health and physical health issues that are related to this job. So Meta's statement continued to say that we also encourage content reviewers to raise issues when they become aware of them and regularly conduct independent orders to ensure our partners are meeting the high standards we expect of them. Now, to my mind, uh, Matung's uh, idea of unionizing would kind of fall under that scope. So for him to be fired for that, I'm not too sure the, the specifics of why he was fired or what his unionizing efforts were all about, but there, there, there are a lot of uh, uh, red flags here with regards to the lawsuit. So, again, at the time of writing, we don't know whether or not this is going to see its time in court, uh, whether or not um, Matungi and his efforts will be successful. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's again another case of moderators and social media platforms not really handling how content is published and viewed on this platform.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm really hoping that uh, something comes out of this this lawsuit because this this has been going on for a very long time. I believe Courts Africa did a really fantastic report on this last year. Um, I'll see if I can find the links that we can share with our readers. Um, it might not be Courts, so I might be mistaken, but they did a really fantastic expose on this exact uh, subject last year um it, it's really just shocking what these moderators have to go through and then what their remuneration is for for this work it's 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 appalling it's really just appalling so i'm hoping that facebook is taken to task on, on in this regard
1: it's such bs that they say oh they can take time to like compose themselves or whatever but they probably have like strict deadlines yep. <laughs> it's like like uh, i can't remember who said it while well, we discussed it but they probably have like a mountain of stuff to get through every day And for Facebook to say, oh, they can just take a break to compose and so it's it's so Yeah, there's a lot of words I want to say, but I don't want to get sued by Facebook. Um I just want to say that their responses that Robin read out are they sound so hollow and Mm. so you know, lawyers speak and not at all convincing. Well I even put out a statement at that point. I don't think anyone who is like media literate who will seek out news about content like this believes a word of that quote i don't know why they put stuff out i don't know why they just don't say you know this is an ongoing case we'll uh we in the court with this Why
0: well, put out a statement like saying nothing would have been better but anyway. yeah it's it's a matter of you have to put out a statement you have to say something otherwise you look guilty uh just a correction for myself quickly uh the expose that was published was published by time earlier this year um we'll link to that it's a really really great great piece from time time magazine
1: Last thing I want to mention before we go to the uh, last news story here is that this is a big like multi-billion-dollar company in Facebook. Uh, I I'm thinking of a company that's also like multi-billion dollars in like Reddit, where all the moderation is done by basically volunteers. Imagine going through all of that and not even being paid for it at the end of the day.
0: I um, mean, yeah,
1: that's just, volunteer work, though, is it not? You know, I I, n- I know. I, I mean, know. I'm I'm just saying that it, it's it's i don't know what word to use yet it's incredible that people do this for no pay just because they like really like a subreddit that is uh, yeah couldn't pay me to do that and people are out there doing it for free
0: cool let's move on uh we've got some news about twitter and elon musk because of course we do uh this <laughs> deal if it ever happens is probably going to be the most talked about uh, acquisition in a long time if it goes through though because this week the sec uh noticed a well at least i believe that they noticed a lawsuit that had been filed against margin or against musk and uh it seemed to want to get in on the action uh at the end of april after musk uh, announced that he had bought shares in twitter a shareholder accused musk of failing to disclose his acquisition of share, twitter shares in a timely manner Uh, and as such they launched a lawsuit now the sec is investigating whether musk failed to file a schedule 13 after acquiring five percent of twitter shares um so to give some context context as to why this is happening uh when a person or an entity acquires more than 5% of another entity's shares, they have to file something called a Schedule 13. And this kind of gives the business and other shareholders uh, a bit of a heads up that somebody is acquiring shares um, in a large amount. And as such, they can try and protect themselves from something like a hostile takeover. Uh, But in Musk's case, the issue that many have raised is that by failing to disclose that he had acquired 5% Of Twitter shares, he was able to secure more without paying a premium because when he announced that he had acquired nine percent in Twitter, nine percent of Twitter shares, the the price of Twitter shares skyrocketed, Um, and the argument is that by not disclosing in time, he was able to hoover up a bit more uh, stake in Twitter uh, at a lower cost. Now, it's unlikely that this uh, investigation from the SEC will overturn the acquisition by musk but he might get a fine and he's obviously not going to be um seen as a very nice person in the eyes of the sec not that musk really seems to care about what the securities and exchange commission thinks of him uh but yeah this is just another another red flag for musk to have to deal Uh, with in his ongoing acquisition of twitter um and this morning uh he decided to tweet out uh after quoting a, um, a Reuters or quote-tweeting a Reuters article uh, that is just literally one line stating that uh, Twitter estimates fake accounts comprise less than 5% of users. Uh, he said, Tw- Twitter deal temporarily on hold pending de- details supporting calculation that spam fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of users. I don't know whether he's joking. Who knows at this point? Because he could just be joking. But some people are reporting this as now factual, that he is going to put the deal on hold, which is just like, I kind of wish that Twitter's board of directors had included a line in the sale agreement saying, Musk must stop using Twitter. Because, man, this dude, it's a Friday, okay? Newsrooms are starting to just wind down. There's a weekend coming. And then Musk drops this. Uh, ugh. I uh,
1: I recommend you go on Twitter and you add the uh, the, the phrase Elon and the phrase Musk to your uh, <laughs> muted words. I found that my uh, my general mental health has gone up. Um, something I also want to mention is that you said, oh, there might be a fine, A.K.A. legal for rich people. Um, there was a story earlier this week where Nvidia was fined 5.5 million for not disclosing that it's been selling GPUs to crypto miners. But it's like five point five million is is like nothing in the scheme of things. Again, it's a multi-billion-dollar company. Yeah, they probably make that like in a few hours, and it, it's just hilarious. They're like I can't remember which commission uh, find them or where the money is going to go. But it's like when you get to that scale, that's just the cost of doing business. And again, fines are just legal for rich people, and it's, yeah. it's disgusting. Anyway.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah, things at Twitter looking weird. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this if Musk does actually acquire it he's got a hell of a lot of work uh, laid ahead of him I wrote a a piece this week about that uh, taking a look at just what the task is that lays before him and I personally would not want to to be involved in the work that needs to be done because it sounds like a lot of late nights and long hours Um, so yeah Uh, he's not going to be doing the work of course he's not (laughs) But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not a good, not not a good day, f- not a good week for Musk. Um, and we'll have to see how this plays out in his acquisition of the platform. <sighs> I really wish he would just stop tweeting, though, because man, every time the guy, he's like Trump. Every time he opens his mouth, newsrooms go wild. Oh, um, he wants to bring Trump back onto Twitter, doesn't he? Oh my goodness, Because that luck
1: already happened? Hey, he, he said that. I don't know. Let's not talk that about like almost that. almost going to happen.
0: Let's yeah. talk about something that's probably, uh, I wanted to say better, but it's not. Uh, yesterday, Bethesda announced that Redfall and Starfield, which were set to be released this year, have been delayed. Uh, they, Bethesda tweeted out a uh, delay.jpg. Saying, we have made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams at Arcane Austin working on Redfall and Bethesda Game Studios working on Starfield have incredible ambitions for their games and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share our first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. So this is notable because, uh, well, let's talk about the greater game space at the moment. E3 is not happening this year um, for several reasons, but it's not happening. Um, So far, the only announcement I've seen of a press release that's happening in quote-unquote e3 time uh, is xbox and bethesda which announced at the end of april that it would be hosting the xbox and bethesda game showcase on june 12th Um, and now bethesda has come out and announced that probably two of its most anticipated titles that would have been in that showcase aren't going to well then we might see them but they're not going to be released this year and this has me wondering because we saw a flurry of activity in the game release space at the beginning of the year and it's kind of petered off and we're now seeing a situation where I don't know what else is coming out this year and whether there's anything that's worth the game of the year title that hasn't already been released. Um, I know that like Outriders has an expansion coming, but I don't foresee that kind of lifting the game up and getting more people into the game. But Yeah, so I just want to talk, uh, well, we want to talk today about what's still to come this year, what the Game Awards are going to look like at the end of the year, and uh, what else we anticipate might be delayed. So uh, let's start off with this Bethesda news. Um, Clinton, let's start with you. Did you expect Starfield would be delayed? Because I didn't, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: i i thought it was because they've literally shown us no gameplay yeah. they've shown us uh, i think there's been one official trailer which is just pre-rendered cutscenes. even though it's like oh this is in the engine which you know doesn't mean anything anymore and then they've had a few like developer round tables where the developers just sit around the table and talk about the game but it's you know what's that saying you know show don't tell this is all told and no mm. show so The fact that it's been so long and we've seen nothing about the game um, kind of tipped me off that the game was not going to come out when they said it was going to. Even if it was coming out like on the 31st of December, (laughs) like the very last day of this year, I think they would have shown us something by now. And the other thing, um, and this is more speculation, is that I I have to wonder if stuff is happening behind the scenes with the whole uh, Microsoft merger. Um, I'm not saying Microsoft barged in and been like, oh, down your tools. You have to become Microsoft employees now. <sighs> I just have to think that that has caused something to happen, whether good or bad. You know, maybe they were all ready to come out and then someone at Microsoft looked at the game. and was like, this is jank as hell. You need to finish this before mm. we release it by the end of the year. I, I have no idea. Again, that's just speculation. But I have to think that that has done something. And, yeah, I didn't have much of a, a positive attitude for this to come out if they had shown us some gameplay if they'd shown us something i would have been more surprised by this news or more let down but because they haven't shown us anything this game to me is just still like a word and not really a game so yeah not too surprised i'm still excited just because of the um you know the uh, the past work from these people but you know there's i got a lot of backlog stuff to play which i, I think we'll get to
0: later on in this discussion but that's uh, that's my thoughts on this one so far and Robin, did you think that either of these titles was going to be delayed?
2: Uh, so I must admit that Redfall wasn't really on my radar. Yeah,
0: um, same. I didn't even mention that.
1: <laughs> same, <laughs> same, Robin.
2: Yeah, I remember when the there was a trailer that came out and it it was really cool, but it was too slick, mm. um, if that makes sense. It like, was very hyper-stylized and yeah. I know that a lot of the, I guess the arcane properties are like that, um, but it was... So slick that I thought, okay, something's something's wrong here. I don't like this. Um, it just—it's too good to be true. So, too polished. Um, yeah, so so for that, uh, it kind of uh, was put in the back burner for me. But uh, I think a lot of, like a lot of people, I wasn't surprised by the news about Starfield. Um, so, yeah, it's. I'm not too sure what Bethesda's track record is when it comes to delays. Um, someone like Naughty Dog, when they delay a game, and f- for more spit and polish, um, it, they usually come through and deliver. Um, other developers don't, unfortunately, have that same kind of, I guess, uh, pedigree, or or uh, heritage, if you want to call it that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a bit on the fence about this i'm not too sure if we're going to get something that is going to totally revolutionize gaming or we're going to get like a a massive mass effect andromeda kind of game um so yeah i think we need to see something substantial at e3 before i start getting excited about the fact that uh, I'll 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 only be able to play these games in in a year's time so yeah uh Hopefully, Microsoft and uh, Bethesda can hit it out of the park uh, whenever their showcase is happening.
0: I I have to wonder whether Bethesda was just making um, Skyrim slash Fallout in space, and they were just using the same engine they've been using for their entire life. Um, And... Microsoft walked in and saw this and was like, um, yeah, that's not going to cut it. Unreal 5 is out, though. Maybe you should use that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I don't believe that Bethesda would remake its entire game in Unreal 5. That would be awesome, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I tend to agree with both of you. I think that uh, when, with the acquisition of Microsoft, whether it's just things like backend changes or process changes or whatever happens – an acquisition and moving to a new company is going is going to have some some effects on you right so pretty sure that the uh this is probably the best move for both both games um i don't i like clinton i don't believe that starfield was ever going to come out this year because we hadn't seen any gameplay i mean there was there's one trailer which is very much rendered um and the same for Redfall. it was a very much rendered trailer when that we saw at um Uh, the Game Awards last year. So, yeah, I mean, this was to be expected. Um, I think one of the other games that... uh, I don't think it has been delayed yet, but I think that the the (laughs) signs point to it being delayed is God of War Ragnarok, which is expected to be uh, released this year. But I think that... uh, So there's two things that factor into why I say this. Number one, um, it's Sony Santa Monica, and I think that they take express pride in their work and the first god of war was delayed although god of war 2018 was delayed so i expect this to happen second uh cory barlow um he uh he sent up he put out a video recently stating that the team's working really hard they'll have something to show us when it's ready um and that kind of just tells me that they're still finishing the game working on it and as such i don't expect the game to be out this year um do you guys think that god of war ragnarok will release in 2022 Robin, uh, let's I start with you. Ian. Corey, Balrog. Balrog, sorry. <laughs>
2: um, probably not. Um, I don't think it'll be because Santa Monica Studio is isn't ready. Mm-hmm. I think it actually has to do more with the fact that uh, you can't buy PS5s <laughs> at the moment, yeah. uh, and you won't be able to for quite some time. I, th- I think this week uh, it was both PlayStation and Nintendo kind of released their forecasts uh, for, with regards to console availability, and it didn't look too good at all. Um, so I think that will probably be the determining factor. Um, we, we all know that the, the 2018 God of War was unbelievable uh, title, um, and the follow-up has to be as good, if not better, if that's even possible. Um, so... You're going to want to ensure that you have as many consoles available to your community as possible because uh i'm sure the game will look great on a ps4 ps4 pro mm. but to my mind at least a sequel to god of war would be best experienced on a ps5 yeah. um so i'm assuming that the the higher ups at sony are of the are of the same opinion and i think that's probably a more likely reason as to why god of war ragnarok would be delayed and i think also Although I think a lot of people are big fans, the the PlayStation has its, I guess, uh, dedicated community, and people always go to bat for it. Um, Xbox has been cleaning up a lot of late, and they keep on and Microsoft keep on making good moves, and it's becoming more and more difficult to actually make a case for the PS5 outside of simple uh, stock availability. So. If you are going to be releasing a game of the year contender title, something that's going to, I guess, be a a touchpoint for gamers down the line, it has to be on your best ava- best console possible, and it has to be widely available, as widely av- widely available as possible.
0: I mean, I I can't disagree with you there, Robin. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I wanted to think of something to say, but I can realize I couldn't really say anything. Kilter, do you have anything to add? Uh, what well, i just want to add to that is
1: like starfield i think if it was coming out they would have shown it to us already mm-hmm. um again the the year is less than half over it's not even junior but i think they would have already had the hype room going if they yeah. if they had solid plans to get it out we would have had at least like one trailer maybe some gameplay and they would have been like oh the collector's edition is already out you can get I don't know you can get it at the axes and it's a full size collector's edition. It costs two hundred dollars. I think they would have already been hocking that stuff because yeah. you need to get a lot of gears moving and you know getting a big collector's edition into stores around the world, getting all your voice actors to like go on promotional stuff and this and that. I think they already would have had that in motion. And i don't want to say it's too late for that to start already you know maybe tomorrow they put our trailer and they're like hey we're going to be out in december here's the collector's edition yada yada i think that can still happen but i think it already would have happened if it was going to and yeah they just haven't shown us anything yet and they should have already so yeah on top of the whole console availability like robin said and i think that's a big i think there's a lot of cool secret stuff for the PlayStation that they haven't shown to anyone yet, purely because uh, there's been such little supply. So like Starfield, I think they would have shown us stuff. Um, Yeah, Release it on the first day of PC. That would be great. (laughs) But I I don't think you have a a good idea here, Brendan. I don't think it's going to be out this year.
0: Yeah. So another game that was delayed until later this year is a title called called Forspoken. Have you guys uh, encountered this game at all? No, but it does sound familiar. So, it's an action it's an open world action RPG. Um open world kind of if it makes you cringe, uh, we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Um but uh, apparently this production is uh, they are implementing the game into no, they're not. Let they me not say that cuz that's not correct. Uh but they've delayed their game. It was meant to come out in May. It's now coming out in October and uh, I I do wonder if this game is going to be delayed again. It's from Square Enix, um, who I think just sold off a whole bunch of IP. Uh, So, uh, yeah, this one, I don't know whether it's going to actually release. Um, It seems like a title that a couple of people are talking about, a couple of people are um, excited about. Uh, So if it does get released this year, it might be good, but also... A lot of stuff that Screenix Sque- uh, uh, has released of late hasn't really hit the nail on the head. Um, I think with the exception of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that was a Square Enix game, wasn't it? Publisher. Yeah. Tinson? Yeah. Um, um, I think so. Uh, they did do the Avengers, which sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they really need a win. And uh, hopefully for, for Spoken can uh, give that to them. But that was delayed as well. Um, I'm just looking through a couple of other games that are set to release this year. We have Gotham Knights coming up. Um, yeah. That's another one that was also delayed. It was supposed to be out late last year. It got yeah.
1: delayed by like... Uh, well, they never gave us a release date, but it was supposed to be sometime last year, and now it is this year in... What was it? October, November? Why do you load so slowly? <laughs> um, so this is another one I wanted to talk about while we're talking about games that uh, might not meet expectations. This one's also coming out in October and this is a solely Warner Brothers joint. Um, They are the publisher and one of their um, owned developers is developing it. And I don't know why, but I originally thought that this had some connection to the Arkham games, but this is completely (laughs) its own beast, there is no connection and they actually had to put out an FAQ. That kind of explains what the game is. You know the different versions. There's a collector's edition, and then there are a few questions like, "Hey, what what does this have to do with the Arkham series?" And they had to write like three times. It has nothing to do with the Arkham series. And they even said like, "How does the combat differ differ from the Arkham series?" And they're Like this has nothing to do with Arkham. We made our own stuff. So that's all fine and good. I'm I'm happy to get more. You know, Batman adjacent stuff Even though a big point of this game is that batman is dead even though he probably isn't you don't make a game like this and then not have batman in it um and they put out a gameplay trailer that's like 13 minutes long the game just doesn't look very good um i wrote a story earlier this year that i finally sat down and i played batman arkham knight for the first time and that game came out in 2015 and my kind of conclusion there was that the game still holds up um you know it had a lot of problems when it came out um It was the game that got delisted from a stall before Cyberpunk. You guys remember that whole thing? So, you know, nothing really is new. Um, And the game is still a bit rough around the edges, but I still had a fun time. So that game is very fresh on my mind. And then they showed this game and it's like this. This looks like a very old game. This looks worse than the Arkham Knight. The Arkham Knight came out almost a decade ago in 2015. And then another thing this game did, which raised a lot of eyebrows, is that they basically cancelled their last-gen versions. When Gotham Knights was originally announced, it was going to come out on everything except the Switch. It was going to come out on PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and the PlayStation 5 and PC. And we didn't hear anything about this game for like six months, and then they announced, "Okay, here's a gameplay trailer. You can pre-order now and all of that." Oh, by the way, um,
0: only PS5, only Xbox Series, and only PC. So I I think... Sorry, I just want to butt in here. But I think that that's a a clever decision for one reason and one reason only, is that it allows you to make a game that does really well on... I mean, performs really well on latest hardware, and then you don't have the issue that Cyberpunk did. Mm. Like, Uh, I understand it's bad from a perspective of... There's still many people who are using last gen's console, and they likely are not going to get to be able to play this game unless they upgrade. But I think, from a, uh, a just a performance standpoint, it's a clever move.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. But to cancel the last gen version and to still look this bad is mm. not a good Fair look. Enough. And again, I, I don't want to, I'm definitely not one of the people who's like, graphics is everything. I want my game to be photo real. Otherwise, why bother? I- I'm 100% not one of those people. But when you're going to ask for AAA money, you need to produce a AAA game. And this game is actually more than a AAA game because it's one of those $70 games. Now, again, in my story um, that we will linked to, uh, the game, at least on PC, has favorable pricing. But it's still, after you do the conversions, it is closer to $70. So... On the one hand, graphics isn't everything, and if this is the best gameplay game ever, I won't ever mention graphics again. I don't think that'll be the case, but anyway. Um, But on the other hand, if you're gonna ask $70 and pump out something that looks like this, yeah, woof, is all I can say. And again, I haven't played this game. I'll never claim to have played this game. Um, It's coming out in October, which is relatively soon. It's still a few months. Maybe the gameplay we saw was a few months out of date. Maybe this, maybe that. You know, we can give it the benefit of the doubt all day, every day, but why put out a 13-minute gameplay and it just doesn't look very good? And I had to laugh because um, they showed off Red Hood as one of the playable characters and um, the, sorry, the, the gameplay focused on Red Hood and Nightwing, so they kind of got the spotlight. And each of them have their own like traversal options, and I, ha- I had such a laugh at both of them. Nightwing has a glider that looks like it's ripped directly out of Fortnite, <laughs> And uh, yeah, and Red Hood has like a double jump, which is fine, you know. Double jumps are yeah, very solid gameplay thing. But they they tried and explain it in the lore, saying that Red Hood. So in the in the comics and a lot of his appearances, he's killed by the Joker and then he's revived through some methods, usually the Lazarus Pits. And they said that the reason he can double jump is that he uses spirit energy, which oh is the goodness. result of him being resurrected. It's like. Why couldn't you just say he could double jump? No one would have asked. Yeah. It's one of those it's one of those times where it's like you could have just said nothing and people would have accepted it. Why don't you just give him like rocket boots? Why why say he's using spirit energy and people apparently were upset about this? I'm not upset. It's just funny to me. Um he has he uses the spirit energy. Oh, and another thing that's also hilarious about Red Hood is that a, again, a big part of his story arc is that he hates Batman because he thinks he got um, he died because of it. It's a whole thing, and he uses guns, right? That's a big part of his character. He uses guns. Apparently, in this game, he uses non-lethal guns. And again, I I had such a laugh at that. He's he's clearly shooting people in the face with a firearm, and they're like, oh, those are non-lethal bullets. <laughs> it's just hilarious. I don't know why they didn't have one character be lethal, but anyway, yeah. So i can't think of anything good to say about this game which is a shame um i'm very open-minded if we're offered a review code i might review it um i hope it's good you know i personally gain nothing from a bad game existing in the world but i gain from there being a good game in the world because that means i have something good to play so that's something that's coming out and i can't imagine it's going to be good and i can't imagine that they wanted to release this like more than six months ago can you imagine that it looks bad now, how it would have looked six months ago? I really hope they looked at Avengers that we mentioned earlier and said that that game is basically poisoned the world for superhero games. And we'll have to see if it's as bad. Um, I have to wonder what the microtransaction and real world money stuff looks like in this game. They've already locked a skin of the Bat Cycle um, to pre uh, orders. So, yeah, no faith in
0: this game, but we'll have to see in a few months. Uh, Robin, is there anything you spotted that is coming out this year that you don't expect to come out this year?
2: Um, No, nothing really comes to mind right now. I think, uh, as I kind of mentioned in previous uh, podcasts, uh, I'm a big PS PlayStation gamer, um, so God of Ragnarok was really the only thing that was on my radar. Um, It's the only thing I'll probably... ensure that I get uh, as soon as it releases um, but yeah, nothing is really I think February and March really uh, <laughs> we're really well treated in those months yeah. as far as new games are released and um, I'm sure we'll touch on it shortly but pretty much everything uh, when it comes to Game of the Year will be Elden Ring focused I think it'll be Elden Ring app- Appreciation Month we're, Okay <laughs> we're, we're, we're,
0: we're we're getting ahead of ourselves there's one Sorry. more. There's one more title that I wanted to talk about, and that is uh, Stalker 2. So this game is scheduled to come out on 8th December, and with all the love in the world, I don't believe that this game will release that on that date. Um, for one, just something really odd that I've just spotted is that the game's name is now Heart of Chernobyl instead of Chernobyl. Um, so it's an O instead of an E I don't know when this changed, I just looked for an announcement, can't find anything so really weird, names just changed, uh, I suspect that something to do with the conflict in Ukraine has something to do with that um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so this, I don't know if this will release, it looks really great I would love to play another Stalker game but yeah, I don't know whether this will actually release on eight, 8 December, we have seen gameplay footage we have seen trailers, we've seen screenshots um, but you know delays happen all the time
1: yeah so i think that's yeah. one
0: of those series that
1: has a deceptively large um yeah. fan base uh, i it's, mean it's, it's not talked about
0: all the time but the mm. people who talk about it really talk about it yeah and i mean there's still like an active community that is modding the game the original stalker game today um there, there's so much if you just go and pick at the iceberg that is stalker you will find a wealth of content. It's it's really incredible how big this, how popular this game is amongst its fans. So, uh, look, I'm really excited for it. I love the first game, and I would love to play a second one, um, especially now being an adult and having a better understanding of what Chernobyl is and where it is and why it is the way it is. Um, so, yeah, that's something that I don't expect to see. Um, as Robert mentioned, though, the the month of march and february the months of march and february we were treated incredibly well um in those months i think we got we got a ridiculous amount of games um we had horizon forbidden west uh we had destiny 2 the witch queen we had uh dying lights 2 um we had elden ring um and yeah oh uh, and then a little bit later i think it'd be within the april time frame we had tiny teen Wonderlands. wonderland um so we've kind of really had all of our big name games for the year release already which is uh, well. a little bit weird oh sorry clinton what's the what's yes. the well the new
1: pokemon games are still scheduled to come out this year i don't think they'll be delayed um for two reasons one is that pokemon really delays projects and second of all the games aren't the highest quality and i can say that as a fan who has been playing these games for two decades and who has bought almost every single game and plays the card game and everything i love the series but the recent games have been kind of bad um in terms of they run poorly they don't look good they don't have the best direction i i've reviewed the games I'll, I'll link to them um that is still scheduled for this year we've gotten one trailer which was a release trailer uh sorry not a release a gameplay reveal trailer and in that gameplay reveal trailer, which was a few months ago now, they said late 2022. So I'm convinced that game is going to come out this year. Um, as, aside from what I just mentioned, there's also a lot of merchandise that comes out with these games. The mainline game is kind of just the the first wave of product releases. They also have the card game and all the merchandise and everything. So even if the game needs a delay, it's not going to get... I think this one's guaranteed to come out this year. Um, its quality be damned. But I was just going to say, um, with the end of the year looking kind of barren, I don't think big companies are going to miss out on the holiday season to make you know absolutely fat stacks. Mm. And I just remembered, Pokemon is 100% coming out to capitalize on that. So yeah. that is probably the biggest release for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I think, Robin, you mentioned it, uh, and I stopped you, but I think the the game of the year has already been decided, and that's Elden Ring. Um, uh, I am still playing it. Uh, I started playing it at the beginning of April, and I will say without any fear of being called out that it is the best game I have ever played. Um, Oh, my God. And, like, yes, it's a difficult game, but there are ways that you can make the game more accessible for yourself, um it, it's it is just a fantastic game. It is not it's not perfect. Uh it is buggy. The co- the PC version is still really like uh has some issues with performance, but it is by far the best game. And I think that if we look at things like Metacritic, that seems to be the case. Like ninety-six percent score on Metacritic, seven point nine user score. Um and but I think that what is testament to this game being a shoe in almost guaranteed for game of the year, is just the conversation about it and how long that conversation has been sustained um i mean it's now may and i'm still watching videos and content and reading content about elden ring because there's just so much to uncover and i think that yeah it it has kind of ruined the rest of the year for games because unless your game is perfect and i mean perfect at launch you're just not going to compete. And like I like I've said, Elden Ring is not a perfect game, but the way that it plays out, the the agency it gives the player, the the story that's being told, just everything combines into this fantastic package that I don't think many other games can compete with at this stage. Like if we're looking at game of the year, maybe Horizon Forbidden West can do that. Maybe it can be game of the year. Um, but just looking at the rest of the lineup for this year, I mean, Dying Lights was kind of canned by critics uh, at release. Yeah. I mean, not to say it was bad, but it was just like people felt like it was just more of the same open-world stuff. Trek to Yomi might might be a shoo-in for uh, Game of the Year. Maybe Sifu, um, but I don't know. I, think, I really think prospects are thin on the ground. Even stuff like Tokyo, Ghostwire Tokyo, that released in the February-March um, uh, release bonanza I guess we can call it and I don't see what else could compete for game of the year now I mean usually like <laughs> at this time of the year we're kind of like oh well I mean there could be this game could be game of the year or that game could be game of the year and uh, I'm a little bit concerned well not concerned maybe it's just a quiet year you know do you guys think yeah. it's just no, a I, quiet year
1: I agree with you Brennan I think those award shows are basically like foregone like, they've already been selected. I wouldn't be surprised if some committees are already saying, we're not even going to vote, right? We're just going to give it out right? Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's
0: happening. And not even ironically. Um, and I mean, like, uh, not not to um, put anything down on uh, from software, but I think that it's because the game has sold so many copies. I mean, I think it's now at like 13.1 million copies since release. Um, and the amount of hype, I think that that's also influencing that decision. Like you say, Clint, I mean, yeah. th- those award shows have already decided that it was Game of the Year or that it's going to be Game of the Year, which is somewhat disappointing because, I mean, there's been some really cool stuff that's come out. Like um, the, the re-release of the Stanley Parable, I think that's that's got my attention. Um, yeah. and But I don't think that's Game of the Year again, right? It's like all the stuff that could be the big AAA titles that could be Game of the Year already gone. And I don't know if there's much else that could compete. Robin, do you think there's anything else that could still come out that can compete aside from God of War?
2: Um, no. I think the, the die has already been cast. Uh, you kind of look at... One, how a lot of the time when it comes to game of the Year, it can be quite divisive. Mm. Um, although it didn't win game of the year, something like The Last of Us Part Two, yeah. it was it was loved by critics, but uh, I guess the more general game community was not so enamored with it. Um, I think Elden Ring, uh, I think across the board, is loved by all. Uh, whether you're glutton for punishment or not, um, mm-hmm. it it seems to really have won a lot of people over. Um, It it kind of touches all the points that I guess a modern AAA title needs to do. One, pleasing the critics. Two, uh, kind of pleasing uh, its existing fan base. We kind of speak a bit about um, kind of how From Software has evolved. It looks like this game has taken all the best elements from previous titles and really kind of mastered all of them in in order to kind of get this out Mm -hmm. to the public. Um, And then when you also kind of look, I guess, on other kind of, I guess, the online community, YouTubers, uh, your Twitch streamers and people like that are loving the game uh, purely for the fact that one, it's, I guess, in the zeitgeist. Apologies for using that term. Um, But it it is just one of those games that is just universally loved, I think, uh, by everyone. So again, it would take something extraordinary for anyone to knock off its perch. And I think We also need to talk a bit about um, some of the other AAA titles that were released in February and March, Uh, stuff like Horizon Forbidden West. It was meant to be the tentpole kind of title for uh, the PlayStation community in the first half of the year. It was destroyed. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, it it was blown out of the water. Unfortunately, the kind of sequel to Aloy's Journey was. uh, We reviewed the game, and it was I don't know. It just wasn't as good. It, it, it didn't really kind of stick with you as, as much so,
1: as it did. Yeah, I mean, Elden Ring, I haven't even played it. And everyone I talked to said this, oh my God, this like reinvents the open world genre and it reinvents what a Souls game is. And then um, Horizon came out. They're like, yeah, it's small open world robot dance of stuff. So on, on top of just releasing too close to a competitor, for your competitor to do so many different things... Um, just makes you look even worse. And again, like we said about God of War, not still a lot of people don't have PS5s. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was available on PS4, but I think... Um, it, it was, right, Robin, yeah. I'm not mistaken? Yeah. It was available, but I think a lot of people have just kind of forgotten about the PS4, even people who own it. Um, I don't want to say they, they, they forget that they own a console. <laughs> um, I, I just think that when it comes to discussion and about what you're going to play and everything people just might think you know oh, it's on the console but maybe i won't pick it up because it might be a worse experience or Mm -hmm. whatever stuff like that people might say i'll wait until i can buy a ps5 or stuff like that it's just that the conversation has shifted so far away from what is now the old gen consoles that i don't say it's not worth talking about because i'm sure there's lots of people who want to keep playing on those older consoles and you don't want to upgrade even if they can afford it and even if there is stock. It's just that the conversation has moved past the older mm-hmm. gen. So I have to wonder if releasing Horizon when they did was uh, not the best
0: idea. I mean, they could have delayed it and then people would have been upset and yeah, uh, canceled or, their pre-orders and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. It's one of those do if you, uh, damned if you do damned.
2: If I think that like Elden Ring is like almost like a black hole. If you... If your game was launched in and around its kind of area, it kind of got sucked in yeah. by its yeah. gravitational force. It was Elden just
1: Ring too big might, to ignore. That game might be a 2022 black hole, where yeah. it's not just the few months around the release of the game; it's the entire year has been not sullied, but just been overtaken by this behemoth.
0: And it's, I mean, uh, if From Software, if From Software releases DLC and it's a substantial chunk of DLC, good luck to any other game, honestly. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I good luck. I was going to say that <laughs> Pokemon is going to be the biggest seller at the end of the year just because it's Pokemon. Yeah. And even the bad ones, like Sword and Shield, which is uh, some of the most reviled games in the series, that still sold better than most games that you. I can't remember the exact things, but it. It's basically one of the best-selling games ever, um, Pokemon Sword and Shield. So I was going to say, near the end of the year, in terms of raw sales, I don't think anything will be able to touch Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, but an expansion for Elden Ring would definitely do that. I think it's the only thing that could do it, um,
0: assuming Ragnarok is delayed, like we think it will be. Yeah. Okay, so the last question I want to ask, just before we wrap up, is so Bethesda and Xbox have announced the showcase for June uh, do you want to hear from anybody else in June? When it would have been E3, do you want to hear what what companies have to to uh, show us? Let's start with you, Clint. I mean, Robin. Do you have any companies that you want some announcements for during
2: the E3 period? Um, so, obviously, I want to hear from PlayStation. That's that, that's where all my money goes when it comes to gaming. Um, but I don't want to hear about games. Uh, as it is to say I want to hear about services um, mm-hmm. we've seen that they've tried to take a swipe at Game Pass with uh, the kind of reinvention of PlayStation Plus it is is not going to make a dent they need to do something a bit more radical than that if not just copy and paste the Game Pass model Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't see a problem with doing that, just do it so for me it's not necessarily about titles, I am willing to wait for titles if they are if they, if the care and attention goes into making them, uh, which I'm sure Santa Monica will do with Ragnarok, but it's it's now time for kind of PlayStation to kind of worry about the services side because they are falling way behind. Yeah. That's kind of my only thing I'm worried about, or rather, the only announcement I'm really caring about. Clinton?
1: Um, for me it's got to be devolver, not just because they do the crazy presentations every time it's e three mm-hmm. even though they're not really at e three they did it in the like car park last time, but aside from their history and the fact that I like a lot of the games that they've put out um devolver has gone public um can't remember when it was it was a few months ago now, but they've now gone public, so they they you know they started out pretty much indie and then they moved to for the longest time to like double a um And now that they've gone public, um, maybe it's just me, but there's kind of a bigger expectation about Mm. what they're going to put out. I'm not saying they now need to make purely AAA games that cost $70 and not like... They look photoreal. Like I said earlier, I don't care that much about those game aspects, but I do think that there's now higher expectations. Um, People look to Devolver to kind of pick up the really interesting niche games that maybe other publishers would never have touched but now how is that going to gel with the fact that they're now a publicly traded company and every you know quarter they need to make more money than the last quarter Ooh. and the fact that this company and its um, pub- its publishers, its developers that it has published have made fun of that entire business model yeah. um, how is that all going to mesh and I think a big E3 showcase would have been their I don't know what word to use They're like unveiling of what this new version of Devolver is so I'm sure they'll still put out a show even if there isn't an E3 I think they'll still put out um, one of those infamous presentations <laughs> but I think on top of just being a meme this presentation is really important about the future of the company yeah. Um, both from itself and us who have been fans of the game for like more than a decade now the game the publisher for more than a decade so Devolver is the company I'm really keeping my eyes on even though There's a few games coming out this year from them still, like Card Shark is coming out, um, I think it's next month, or later this month, I can't remember, off the top of my head. So, yeah,
0: Devolver is uh, my answer for you. My answer is Yves Guillemot & Co., what's happening? Like uh, Ubisoft, what what is happening at that that developer (laughs) slash publisher? Um, I know this week they released a delay.jpg about um, Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Um, but well, I mean, there's not much, we don't know much about what's happening there. I mean, they released Far Cry 6, which I don't think five people cared about. Um, I mean, there's just, there's, there's nothing much coming out of them. They, I know that they released a DLC for, um, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok, but I mean, there's Valhalla. Assassin's Creed, sorry, oh, Valhalla, sorry. But it was called Ragnarok. The 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 DLC yeah. was called Ragnarok. Uh,
2: so, so I got Ragnarok on the brain.
0: Yeah. Um, so that they released that DLC uh, at the top of March, which, as we've already explained, got lost in in the wave of releases. Um, but I mean, there's uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity, I believe, the ongoing live action Assassin's Creed game that we've heard nothing from. Um, Beyond Good and Evil Two, that's just faded into vaporware i'm pretty sure that uh even what's his name joseph gordon levitt has given up on making music and assets for that game um i mean there's just nothing really we might get another just dance game i suppose but i mean the real bread and butter is what what else does ubisoft have and they uh, they're really quiet at the moment maybe they're uh shopping for somebody to buy them you know Uh, i mean they they want to sell more they want to sell more NFTs for games that they then oof. shut down. That's
1: yeah, what they're doing.
0: Oof, oof, oof. But yeah, I mean Ubisoft, I'd really like to know what you guys are doing for the next year. Um, if you have any plans, it would be nice to hear them. Um, maybe uh, a Wildlands 2 you know, that isn't terrible. I would really like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what Ubisoft is doing. And it oh, really does feel they're... like they're shopping around for a buy at the moment.
1: They're making a mobile version of uh, Rainbow Six Siege. That's what they're doing. I
0: remember, they they revealed that and it looked pretty. It
1: didn't look bad. You know know what? Whatever. If
0: Ubisoft just came out and did a whole showcase about mobile games, I'd be I'd be happy with that because then these like phones. (laughs) Yeah, let's not talk about Blizzard because that's a that's another (laughs) another rock I don't want to look under at the moment. Oh my god! And Overwatch two, the beta was so bad. It's just the same game.
1: It's they've fallen into Pokemon syndrome. They put out a new thing. It's just like, but this is the old thing.
0: <laughs> I'll never tell. Yeah, yeah. Call of Duty, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. One thing is we won't get a Call of Duty this year. Um we're also getting the last EA FIFA game this year because uh EA is no longer no longer has the exclusive license to the FIFA title. Not that it really matters. Um they're calling it EA Sports FC. And I'm pretty sure that the same microtransactions and money-hungry practices that we've all grown to love will continue to be part of that game. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we, we've ascertained that uh, E3 happening, not happening this year is not that big of a deal. Um, the companies that have stuff to share with us will share it with us. And, yeah, God of War might win game of the year if it gets released on time, but otherwise it looks like it's going to be Elden Ring or maybe uh, Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, at pokemon, least we know what the end of the year looks like now yeah, right <laughs> pokemon
1: won't win any awards but it will sell gangbusters copies people just love pokemon and uh, i'm one of those people even though if i didn't get a review copy i probably wouldn't have bought the last like three pokemon games but that's a that's a story for another day
0: yeah right i think that's going to wrap it up from us for for this edition of the africast uh, thank you so much for tuning in um, and yeah, play some games that released in March. They should be they should be a little bit cheaper now, uh, and they yeah. will only get cheaper as we continue. Um, but yeah, from myself, Brendan Lodge, Cheerio from Tizmatos. Bye, everybody. And from Robin Lee Take
2: care, everyone.
0: We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> You're
1: sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.